Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up with your host, George Lizos. Lit Up Lightworker podcast is my live show bringing you fun and soulful interviews with spiritual teachers with the aim of tuning you in and lighting you up. And I'm so excited to have here with me Emma Milgan, who is the girl next door millennial mystic charged with creating a movement of conscious action in the world. Crowned by Huffington Post as a true millennial mystic leader, she's a spiritual activist and international best-selling author of the Soul Searchers Handbook and Evolution of Goddess. 
through her work as a philanthropist, columnist, speaker, and the hostess of powerful new moon gatherings each month. Emma educates, inspires, and holds space for people who are committed to taking balanced, conscious action towards global healing. Oh my God, Emma, it's such a pleasure to have you here with me. And I'm so excited to be diving into Evolution of Goddess, which I've read and I love, and I'm so excited to share this with everybody. <laughs> Thank you, George. So, Emma, I want to start with a very basic question for people who are not familiar with the term goddess, with the divine feminine, the feminine and with the goddess spirituality in general. So, who is the goddess and why is goddess spirituality so popular right now? Yeah, I think a lot of people um, have different definitions of goddess. And so I just firstly want to say, whatever is your definition is true for you. So follow what, what your definition is. So I can only speak from my experience. But goddess for me, um, as a millennial in 2018, is about our energy. It's about um, the feminine energy, not the feminine gender. And is particularly about... Um, self-study so understanding your goddess so we see a lot more conversations about divine masculine about the divine feminine about our energy about good vibes um, bad vibes um, you know people becoming a lot more conscious when they walk into a room and what they feel when they leave people and and how they feel and that's all part of that so the defining defining the um, divine feminine is really about our energy and what energy we're in and if the energy is in balance. So the, our feminine energy um, for a lot of us has been a little bit out of whack, um, me included, all of us can get a little bit of the spiritual speed balls, um, but it's about bringing it into alignment. So um, the feminine is, is our creativeness, it's our intuition, it's when we honor that gut feeling, it's our emotive drive, it's our passion, it's our nurture, which is also super important to complement with the, with the masculine, which is our action and our need to, to, to drive forward and to make that change. And those two weave together, make for some pretty powerful magic. Wonderful. And there has been a lot of, um, there's been a lot of suppression of feminine energy, as you talk about in the book as well, over thousands of years where uh, feminine energy was suppressed and the masculine energy was abused by patriarchy. And we've created all these systems that are very patriarchal and are causing us to just um, suppress our creativity. Um, so my, my question is, over the past few years, as a spiritual community and as a society in general, we've been working collectively to awaken the divine feminine and to uh, help it reclaim the seat um, it has next to the masculine energy as well. So my question to you is, and I asked this question as well to Lisa Lisa who wrote uh, the, the book, Witch, because it's yeah. such a powerful question. Is the future female? No. And I feel very passionate about this. Um, and I have total respect for the people that are out there at the moment trying to make the change my urge my my request my call is to please ask that it's inclusive of all so the idea that it's female is very limiting it's limiting um because it's not gender specific the feminine is an energy we can all be feminine like some of the most divine 
men and women I know have defined uh, masculine femininity weave together. You are a prime example of that. You know, like men like um, Obama, you know, who's who's strong yeah. and powerful, but loving and not afraid to share a tear, but also play. You know, like all that balance. So. The future is not female, the future is feminine, and there is a big difference. So what is the difference between the future is feminine with the future is female? Is fe does feminine come with balance? Yeah, so the future is feminine, as in that feminine energy. The future is um, an energy of nurturing, of protection. It's almost like the, mo the mother lioness who protects her cubs. Right? All of us come into the sense of, all of a sudden, we care about recycling. You know, we care about the jobs, we care about what we show up and, and how we contribute into our day. We care about energy and who we give our time to, what, what we spend our money on, what we vote when we consume with. Um, we're starting to really care, and that, that in an essence is quite a feminine energy. We're not so success-driven that we don't care who loses and, what, and what's, what's demolished in the process, we are, we're coming into alignment. So that's, that's what I mean by the future is hopefully growing towards a feminine energy. The feminine side. Thank you so much for clarifying these terms because in my conversations that I've been having with spiritual, uh, with spiritual seekers and light workers, there is a confusion between feminine and feminine and female and the gender and sexuality and all these different terms. So it's good to have a, a, a good grounding basis. So, in the book, The Evolution of Goddess, you talk about the evolutionary elemental goddess archetypes, which I love. I did the test as well, and I think I'm a sun goddess. Thank <laughs> you. I, I, I love that. It. As soon as I turned into the page, the section with the sun goddesses, and I turned into the, uh, the modalities, I just had to laugh because a uh, breath of fire is my favorite meditation to do, and I actually did it right before we begin. So that was a perfect confirmation that I am a sun goddess indeed. So I, could you please give us um, a short summary of the uh, five different evolutionary elemental goddess archetypes? What, what, what are they, first of all? And what do they mean for us? That is such a beautiful question. I love it. Thank you, George. So the goddess archetypes, um, I like any archetype. So when we look at archetypes um, before us, honoring where archetypes have evolved from, we have Carl Jung, we have um, Carolyn Mace, we have Pinkola um, Estes, we have um, or Clarissa Pinkola Estes. We have all these beautiful people that have um, looked at archetypes as a narrative. So it's, it's almost like a look at um, who we are and the character of a story. And when I wanted to evolve um, archetypes for us in 2018, um, was looking at archetypes without the labels and categories um, and the limiting definitions and archetypes as energy. So um, stripping everything back to our core teacher, Mother Nature. So in, in Evolution of Goddess, we look at archetypes in terms of what energy we're in, which again comes back to the underlying theme of feminine, divine feminine is an energy. Um, so there are five um, goddess archetypal energies that you can be in and the reason why there's five i mean in, in a lot of cultures there are five um a lot of eastern um cultures um it's because we, again we want that balance so in some um 
beliefs and cultures or studies, you see sun, but no moon. So you see the yang, but no yin. So we have yin and yang. We also have fire and water, and we have earth. So all of those together. Um, now, when you, when you start exploring your goddess archetype, rest assured, you change. You change every day because you have different lessons and, lessons and experiences, and you also have different energy every day depending on who you're around and what you're eating. If you're a lady, where you are in your moon cycle, you know, we change, we evolve. So the archetypes are very agile as are we. And that's why I think it's, it's, it's nice to look at them as the elements because the elements change so rapidly mm -hmm. as do we. So those are the five goddess um, archetypes. So we're not born in one and we stay in it forever. We change as we evolve, is that right? Definitely. I mean, do you think of yourself 10 years ago, George, and think, oh my goodness, I'm such a different person, you know? Completely. Like, well, me too. I was, I was definitely a different person. Completely. So, yeah, so the beauty of the book is you can pick it up on a day that you feel there's been a shift or a day you might feel in a rut or a day you feel empowered um, when you're going through a different life transition. When you feel like a chapter is closing, you can open, literally open up a new chapter, um, which is nice. So, yeah, your, your archetypes do change. There's always underlying currents because in your life there will be themes and core lessons that you are here to maybe not master, but to graduate um, the classes. So, for instance, for me, I'm adopted. The family that I was adopted into, my mother passed away. So I have some beautifully um, dirty root chakra things to sift around through and to, to clean up. Um, so for me, my, my goddess archetype, uh, um, particularly at the moment, is water. Now water is all about survival. You know, we need water. Plants, you know, very similar to air, but we need water in order to survive. We, we cannot live without water like we can live without food. It's, it's different. Water is also very healing and cleansing um, if it's stagnant so if it stays still it can get really mill pond and grow things and mossy and dirty so you need it to be flowing and moving so for me that's the energy that I'm in I know that I'm healing a few things and digesting a few things so it's important for me to stay in flow and sometimes that can mean because water is also emotion um, and I actually described this the other day um, I'm about to get married and all this root chakra stuff is happening family-wise and I might can see these big waves coming and I can see them emotionally feel it coming and I just have to let it wash over me and sometimes that means I get pummeled by a wave and show up with my bikini top half off and my hair all over the place and I'm like oh my gosh which is life right um, but it's cleansing and it's healing so I think being able to connect with that element and the energy and really find ways that you can harness it and you know spend more time with nature with that energy um, is powerful because it all leads back to you understanding your own energy more self-study self-observation um, reconnecting yourself with with nature all these things that we are so good at doing I mean the book is all my books are about making you the guide you know bringing yourself to your own inner wisdom. So it's exciting. I love it when I see people exploring exploring these elements in their eyes.
Yeah, and I love the symbolism and the and the energy behind each element. But can we also use the elements physically in order to awaken what they symbolize? Definitely. So I'm a big um, believer in giving like practical modalities. So of course, there's the stories and and mythology and folklore around every element that you can explore, from all of the fairy tales to mythology from all around the world. Um, but also modalities are so important because they're practical. And I think a lot of us are searching for ritual, something that we can plug into our day. So, um, yeah, there's breath exercises, like for you, George, with breath of fire, um, which fires up your digestion Yeah, fires up your digestion system and, and gets that, that fire energy. You know, it's, it's, it's almost puts the tinder on the fire and starts to get you really um, steamy and hot and, and smoke rising. Um, water element for me I can explore anything from you know bath rituals to aromatherapy anything that might involve water um, cleansing tea even a simple having a cup of tea could be a ritual um, candle rituals you know there's there's yoga there's um, you know affirmations crystals there's so many things you can explore of it it's just finding what resonates for you because there'll be things that you might find that you're like, that is full-on, off the woo-woo scale crazy. I'm not doing that. And then there's other things that you might be surprised that you really like exploring and, and experimenting with. And all of it's about evolving and embracing your change. So I guess the biggest thing is don't be afraid to try new things. Don't be afraid to be curious. There's parts of you that you have never explored yet that are waiting to be discovered. And that's the most exciting part of it. I love it. And I'm going to ask you a question about practical tools, in, practical tools and rituals in just a little bit. But I want to go back to the topic of the five elements. So we know that water is about flow and emotion, just being in that energy of just listening to your body and to your emotions. So I think it will be fun to go if we go through the four elements and just give us a short description of what the energy is like. And then people watching live, let us know which of these five elements do you resonate more with at this point in your life? so that uh, we can give you some more support around that. So how about the moon? What is the energy of the moon element? Yeah, so moon is a good one. Moon energy is very creative and very intuitive. The um, moon can be very polarizing. So you can be one of two of these um, energies. So you can either be very introverted and feel a big need to be in hermit mode, isolation, reflective, you know, you're in deep. So you're really thinking about things. You seem to be quite sensitive at this time. Or you can be in full moon mode, which is you want to be in community. Um, you're releasing a lot of things. You want to be able to talk to um, people about that and, and hurt in, in that sense. So um, as with all things that push and pull with the moon, um, when you think about how much the moon controls water and, and element, elements around it, the moon energy comes with that too. So... One day you might be completely wanting to just be alone and the idea of people in the world really irritate you. And then the next day, um, you know, having friendship medicine is exactly what you need. Moon energy is quite sensitive, um, incredibly intuitive, so can quite often get knotted up if they're not listening to their intuition. And very creative, so journaling, you, you like to write, you might feel poetic, you might be really drawn to music. There's almost this um, artistic whimsicalness um, about, about moon energy. But it's also um, very deep 
in, in terms of very deep thinking, very reflective, very focused, and comes with a lot of clarity. So it, it's ruled by a lot of here um, with moon energy. We come I love how Earth. polarizing it is because it just shows that um, it's not just one way or the other way. It's just a whole combination of all range of energetic uh, points we could be at any moment within the moon energy. How about the sun energy? Oh, sun is, I love the sun. So sun um, is quite similar to what we think of with a lot of the um, fire, fire signs and star signs. So sun is very um, driven, it's action, it's passionate. Um, which sums you up so well, George. I'm a Leo. Yeah. I'm a Leo, so it makes perfect sense. Oh, I'm an Aries. <laughs> I'm an Aries. Um, so they can also be um, fiery in the sense that um, while they're passionate, um, like when we think of the color red, we think of passion, but we also think of love. But then we also can think of anger. So they're so passionate that sometimes they can be like, no. So they've got a powerful set of beliefs. Um, passionate sense of ethics and feel really charged here to um, make change. So sometimes that can feel um, like burnout. Um, you know, they can be full, full fire, fireworks boom, and then feel like a flickering flame. So um, sun energy is about learning to find that balance between the drive and the commitment and the passion, so that you don't you don't burn out. 
um, powerfully healing time. Um, it's all, it all depends on how aware you are when you're in the energy and what you're using to help flow through. Again, if you're letting your water energy sit stagnant, that's when you have problems. You want to keep everything moving so that nothing gross can grow on you energetically. Beautiful, and I love the combination of the different elements. It's, it's the same way with, uh, with elementals as well. They're like composite elementals blending different elements together. So I love that this expresses within uh, the energy within us as well. So how about Earth? Earth energy is very like Kapha, you know, the Taurus. It's very down-to-earth, hard-working, grounded, um, to a point that sometimes they can become so comfortable that sometimes they don't evolve, they don't move forward, they don't change. So um, the, the beauty of earth um, energy and element is when you are in your flow, you're almost like a tree, so you flow. So um, you know, a tree has no problem um, shedding its leaves in order to grow new ones. So you're in that beautiful cycle of growth and transition and bloom and then seed and growth and transition and bloom and then seed. Um, so earth element is really about grounding. It's about your roots. It's about stopping and being still and silent and um, reflective with yourself. So really um, making time to, to sit and be still and, and preferably quiet if you can. And how about air? Air is... Um, fun. I, I, I think the air um, element is when you're quite flighty and social and, and in that sense of taking leaps, you can feel the wind beneath your, your wings and so you're about to take that, that sense of lift off, that take off. Air um, can be very ungrounded but you're very social so you know they say the social butterfly, you know, you think of all the totems associated with air the birds, the butterflies, the bumblebee, you, you're aerodynamic, you can move. So you're very agile and flexible. Um, but with air elements, you really want to make sure that you're finding that balance again. So earth element can be quite helpful, finding that sense of groundedness within your flight. It's all about balance between all of them. Um, no element is better than the other. No um, more one energy is more supreme than the other. It's just about whatever you're in whatever you're healing at that time, whatever you need to work on um, and, and encompassing that rather than trying to, you know, it's so funny, like when you talk to people about archetypes of, oh, I really wished I was sun or I really wished I was air, you know, I think embracing the energy that you're in is so powerful and um, really holds a lot of clues for you, particularly on your spiritual journey of what you might need or what you might be working through or what might you um, like to explore? Yeah, because in truth, we're all elements. I mean, we, we are made of all the elements. So it's just a matter of what's active within us right now, what wants to come out and express itself based on what we're going through. Now, in the book, you give examples of different goddesses from different spiritual traditions around the world for each element. What are, sometimes when I talk to people, they're like, oh, I've got so many goddesses, I don't know where to connect, like who to pick and all that. So <laughs> could you give us some guidance? Uh, could, could you give some guidance to people wanting to connect with a goddess, but they're just so overwhelmed with all the goddesses out there? How do we start? Who do we choose? I would say, um, okay, I like to use this metaphor. You don't show up to someone's house and not knock on the door and just go and sit on their couch and put your feet on 
on their coffee table. But you don't just invite yourself in. And I feel the same happens with any deity and particularly with goddess. So she greets you, not the other way around. So yes, you can totally look. And again, this comes into the observation and self-study. She's probably already knocking at your door. You're probably being the rude one by not letting her in. Um, you know, you might have one or two deities. One deity might come and go. Um, you know, just keep an eye out. You might be um, being haunted almost by the same repeating um, goddess or goddess meme on Instagram. You might be drawn to a certain book. You might be drawn to a certain country or culture. Listen to that. Listen to that. There, there are always clues. And again, like with our elements and our energy, any given day, you might encompass a completely different goddess energy. So the other day, I was laughing, saying that I was completely in, in Kali mode. Now, Kali is not known for being subtle. I was literally riding around like, hey, yeah, to everything. You know, not, not a great energy to be in, but that's what energy I was in. I was very intolerant. Patience was not a virtue I had that day. And I was having to be very careful with my tongue. I had a very sharp tongue. <laughs> um, so, you know, being aware of, of your energy will also bring, bring you awareness of what goddess you might be working with. But don't worry if you don't know her by name, if you don't feel an affinity, they are there. They are there, whether it's an angel, a guide, a spirit animal, you know, um, a goddess, they are there. So um, there are great guided meditation. There are all these um, great things that you can do to really connect with them if, if you're really interested. But don't get attached with that. Get get focused on here and your energy and what you're up to rather than out there and wanting to put a poster of, you know, Durga up on your wall. That's so interesting, Emma, because my whole life I, I'm, I was born in Cyprus, which is the island which, according to myth, Aphrodite was born here. So my whole life I've been getting these clues to connecting with Aphrodite, but I had been ignoring them because I was also stuck up spiritually within my own feminine energy. It wasn't until I, uh, I consciously took action towards embracing my feminine energy that Aphrodite came in my dream and I was ready to embrace her and take her into my life. But Again, as you just said, it changes as you change as well. So right now, I'm feeling called to connect with Goddess Athena, who's actually right behind me over there <laughs> on my altar. I have the statue there, which is just so interesting hearing you say that so uh, profoundly. Now, can, we, can you give us some practical tools, simple rituals that people can use to start uh, awakening their divine feminine goddess energy? Yes, I would say honoring anything that can grow your intuition and your creativity. Um, if that seems overwhelming, the first thing you can do is do something for someone else. Um, I was just watching a, a video, so funny, of, of Russell Brand saying this, like the ultimate black belt in, in spirituality, particularly in, divine, in the divine feminine, is service. So showing up to nurture or love or protect something other than yourself, whether that's an animal, a being, a cause. Um, yeah, that can, that's a powerful thing. So, and that's easy enough to do because you don't have to start a movement or write a book or talk to thousands of people. You can literally like something, send a positive comment, um, encourage someone else, a cheerleader, the follower 
is one of the most powerful people in a movement, right? The leader, they can, they can do it, but they can't do it without that first person who believed in them that said, I love what you're doing, I'm going to get behind you. And actually the first follower is the person that makes the movement. So don't underestimate your power to show up and support and to be of influence. Um, don't let that, you, you need to define yourself as needing to be the leader because there's so many other roles that are so much more important. Um, so yeah, I'd say get behind something, show up, love something, show compassion, be kind. If you can, honor your intuition. Start to really focus on that. Talk to that. Why am I feeling like this? What has come up? Did I honor that? What happened when I didn't honor that? You know, start to be more conscious of what's happening when you have those gut feelings, those inklings, that inner knowing. Um, and also open up your creativity. Make something, birth something, bring things into the world. You know, express yourself in a loving, compassionate, service action way. Um, write, journal, sing, um, dance, whatever that may be. Um, you know, bring yourself out into the community when it resonates and really support others and show up and listen and love and all those things that everyone is doing so well. I look out in the world and I know a lot of people see news and, and you know, the bad headlines, but if you look in between it, weaved in between, there is so much magic happening and I think if we can focus on that and encourage each other and educate each other, focus on our, become aware of ourselves, self-study ourselves, take responsibility for the energy that we're bringing into every single room, then we're good. Oh my God, that was so powerful. We don't all have to be leaders. We can be followers as well. I see so many people just feeling overwhelmed for not being extroverted, for not knowing how to handle social media and feeling like pressure that they need to be leaders. But it's not necessary because we all have our own personal superpowers. As you say in the book, God is superpowers that we can express in any way possible without needing to lead something or launch a, a movement. Just following a movement and just really getting behind it and supporting it could create change, which is a perfect lead up to my last question, which is how do we balance our feminine and our masculine energy to create real change in the world? Because um, with the awakening of the divine feminine, there has been, I feel, some uh, miscommunication to some people where they feel that all they need to do to change the world is just vibe good vibes <laughs> and just meditate and expect things to change. Is that it or do we need to do the work and how do we find the balance between the two? Yeah, um, I talk about this a lot in my book and I had to do a lot of healing um, myself and get myself in balance first. Um, and that was a big process in writing the book. And, and that is the answer. Like if we are not in balance, if we do not understand our own energy, our own lessons and have graduated through and moved through those, then we can't really show up and contribute to much. Um, so the first thing is really, really going in here and understanding where you're at in any given day. Again, every day is different. One day you might feel like you've clocked the spiritual system, the next day you're riding around with the spiritual speed wobbles, you know, just trying to keep in your spiritual lane. So um, yeah, I would say self-study, Focus on yourself, understanding yourself, observing yourself, taking responsibility for your reactions, what you're saying and why, how you're showing up and why, your intention, 
what, what, what your motive is. Um, yeah, all of that. So I think a lot of people are, are still living very externally with, um, with the idea of their spirituality. And yes, it's great that you meditate. It's great that you, you get on your yoga mat. But to change the world and to contribute, get that stuff in check. Get your spiritual ego in check. Make sure you're showing up for the right reasons. And then do it. And and don't do it because you want a medal or because you want to become a, a rock star or you want all the followers. Do it out of the genuine reason that it's out of compassion because you want to inspire, you know, motivate, and educate and change the world. That is it. So I think if you're focusing on here first, observing yourself, really being honest with yourself, then you can start to take those steps forward. Emma? It's been such an honor chatting to you. Thank you so much for sharing with us your wisdom. Thank you so much for publishing and writing this wonderful book, Evolution of Goddess. Everybody go out there and get this book. It will transform your life. It will get you connected to your heart and help you make real change in the world. Thank you so much. I wish you the most beautiful uh, rest of your day, the beginning of your day, actually. And have a lovely, um, lovely time. I love you. Thank you for having me. I Bye, everyone. You. Thank you, Emma. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Lit Up Lightworker podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at George Lizos to grab your free Lightworker survival guide and catch the next live episode. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.